We're talking Jets and Pats on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On. That's all caps, Locked On, in the game. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? It's good. How about you? We had a good conversation yesterday. Digging today, the two more teams. These are interesting ones. Yeah, absolutely. I'm doing well. We are uh, continuing our team-by-team review uh, from the 2022 season with a little bit of a look ahead to 2023 as well. We'll talk about uh, buys and sells in dynasty leagues, most valuable dynasty asset, uh, and some team needs for each of these AFC East foes. Let's get it started with the Jets here. Uh, Jets finish 7-10 and 10 on the year, last in the AFC East. But things were things were better than than a last place team, right? At least it felt yeah. that way to me. Certainly, some questions on this roster, but it felt like somewhat of a successful year, or or at least the next step on the way to some uh, some success for that team that has struggled for so long. Let's look at the roster here. Uh, Zach Wilson, 11 fantasy points per game, quarterback 39, and we end up seeing three starting quarterbacks here. Mike White, 14.1 fantasy points. Joe Flacco, 10.7 fantasy points. Uh, honestly, none of them were very good. White was White was the best, but that's not saying much. Mm-hmm. Uh, both White and Flacco are free agents this offseason. Looking at the running back position, uh, they they tried several of these guys as well, uh, mostly due to injury. Of course, Brees Hall uh, is the he's the answer here for the Jets, but he also suffered a torn ACL uh, pretty early in the season. Ends up with sixteen point four fantasy points. Uh, that was good for running back seven on the season again from that points per game standpoint. Michael Carter. Once Hall went down, it looked like Carter was in for a big workload. That didn't end up being the case. He finishes with 8.2 fantasy points. They trade, uh, make a trade with the Jags. They get James Robinson uh, almost immediately. So that kind of killed the Carter hype. Robinson finishes with 8.1 fantasy points just below Carter. And then by the end of the season, it's, it's this undrafted rookie, Bam Knight, Zonovan Knight, 9.5 9.5 fantasy points per game, running back 39, and he looked like the better player, better than Carter or Robinson, uh, in my opinion. James Robinson, also a free agent this offseason. Wide receiver, Garrett Wilson, the rookie, was the uh, the star of this team. 12.4 fantasy points, wide receiver 31 on the year. Elijah Moore, 
a real disappointment. Probably, not probably, he's my biggest miss of the 2022 season. I thought this guy was primed to be a star. I still kind of do, honestly. I'm certainly oh, I'm not. I'm buying him up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not <laughs> I'm giving not up. Him yet. Yeah. I'm not giving up on Elijah Moore, but uh, this past season was a major disappointment. Ends up with uh, 5.7 points per game, just inside the top 100. Dyna, uh, wide receivers finished wide receiver 98 Corey davis the veteran uh, just about eight fantasy points per game they rotated tight ends tyler conklin C- cj uzoma they brought both of those guys in last offseason and they mostly canceled each other out tyler conklin mm-hmm. uh, conklin had a few nice games but uh nothing nothing to get too excited about there matt we've got to start this conversation with the quarterback position and i mean zach wilson was just dreadful uh i think they've made it pretty clear that that they're ready to move on whether that means he's off the roster or not we'll we'll find out but uh, they're not viewing him certainly as as the answer as the starter moving towards the 2023 season so once again this team is searching for a quarterback yes however for our purposes i'm all in on this offense you know for a couple reasons yeah. is you mentioned the tight end position like Uzoma and Conklin are good football players, but they're not fantasy relevant, but they make the team better. They help you get first downs and, you know, move the football. Other than the Rams, I can't come up with an offensive line off the top of my head that had more injuries than the Jets. Mm. You know, Becton, both the guards, I mean, all the guys they've invested in. I mean, they they went heavy on O-line and really got nothing out of it this past year. I adore the skill position players. And oh, by the way, we barely got to see Hall, you know, and you and I kind of hinted, I'll buy Elijah Moore at his current cost. So I think this is going to be, I mean, I know the rumors about Aaron Rodgers are out there. I don't know that they're unfounded, but I think at a minimum, it's going to be a Carr or Garoppolo quarterback here. And I don't know what happens to Wilson. He may end up on another team for a fifth round pick just to get him out of the building. But if this O-line is average to above average with Jimmy or Carr, let alone Aaron Rodgers, this could be the biggest turnaround offense in the league. Oh, I love it. I love everything I'm hearing. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, Brees Hall is already going to be expensive. He's the uh, of course, he, right. he's the top three dynasty running back, and that's even including uh, incoming rookie B. John Robinson. So whether you want to put him one, two, or three, I think he's he's one of those three spots. So despite that injury, his price hasn't really changed uh, since earlier in the season when he was putting up those big numbers. Garrett Wilson's price has changed because now he's a top uh, 12 dynasty wide receiver. Because he's a stud. And he's going to cost you, (laughs) yeah, he's going to cost you a second round startup pick. Or if you're trying to trade for him, expect to give up multiple first round rookie picks for that guy. And then uh, the the depth is nice. I mean, we talked about Michael Carter and, and Zonovan Knight, and those guys are, you know, I don't know if those are they're fine. Players. Yeah, they're fine. They're for backups. Yeah, right. They're they're great. Um, we'll see if we'll see if Corey Davis hangs on that roster. Maybe he's a guy mm-hmm. they they get rid of to to save a little money. But uh, yeah, you already mentioned it. We both still like Elijah Moore. Uh, it feels weird to say this about a team because it is obviously such an important position and it's a it's a tough one for any team to get right, especially the Jets, it feels like. But this team's just a quarterback away, right? If they if they can figure out the so. quarterback position, they are they're going to be a contender. And yeah. 
even if it's Jimmy. I mean, even if it's right. just a, a, a league average type of dude, is a massive upgrade. I, I'm all over all these guys at their current cost. I mean, Wilson in particular, Elijah Moore in particular. I mean, I think they're major buys. And well, there's going to be a new offensive coordinator, too. Yeah, I mean, I said I said uh, Garrett Wilson ends the season as the wide receiver 31, and that number feels low, and that's because when when Zach Wilson was in the lineup, there was just nothing happening on offense. Uh, he couldn't connect with with any of these guys. But no. I mean, even when it was even when it was Mike White, who's just a you know at best he's a league average backup in my opinion. Me too. Even yeah. when Mike White was was getting the starts, Garrett Wilson looked like a star. He looked like the star that he is. So you're right. If it's even if it's Garoppolo or if it's Derek Carr and and maybe that would be a disappointment to some Jets fans. Uh, it's going to be a, a huge, huge upgrade. I totally agree with, with everything you said there. Um, Matt, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Most valuable dynasty asset, Brees Hall or Garrett Wilson? You can only pick one. Hmm. I'm going to go Hall, but slightly. I mean, I they're both worth, worth every penny. Yeah, I think I, I love Garrett Wilson. I think you could make a case. Yeah, uh, you can make a strong case for Hall just because of um, the the lack of depth at that at that running back position exactly. right now. Uh, if if Hall's in the top three as as we suggest here, and uh, I really I think he's in the top two. I think I think it's Bijan one and Hall two, and uh, okay, that that's kind of how I'm on board I'm, with that. Right, that's how I see it right now. So. You know, there's just so few uh, of those running backs that we can really trust. And I mean, even seeing guys like Tony Pollard go down last weekend with with an injury, that's 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 a reminder of how thin the position really is. So mm-hmm. I, I do think I've got Garrett Wilson actually ranked higher in in my dynasty rankings. But uh, you can make a case for Hall uh, just because of the uh, of the positional scarcity there. Matt, we got a few more things to talk about with the Jets, but let's take okay. a quick break right here. This episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. I don't know about you, but have you ever be, ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Well, I've pretty much done that my entire life. I've dreamed of that and, and been lucky enough to sort of go down that road, which has been great. And, and your dream can also come true, and this game is definitely for you. You'll manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through seasons, and lead your team to glory, trying to build a dynasty. So with Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling, hiring the right coaches, as well as coordinators. It gets that in depth. Trading players, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft, and all the ups and downs of a a season as well. As I mentioned, I mean, this is what I've wanted to do since I was six or seven years old, and I got a chance to actually be in the league, and Ultimate Football GM is very realistic and it's very challenging as well it's not you know it's super easy or anything like that uh it's not for kids but kids can learn as it i wish i had this growing up um it's also completely free and playable offline play on the go as you want and when you want to we've created a locked on league for you to compete against locked on fans all over the world you can be the uh, ultimate locked on football gm choose the locked on league in in the app to join and can you create a football dynasty so Here's what you got to do. Uh, Locked On Dynasty listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On, all caps, all one word. That's Locked On. Make sure that you check that out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate 
ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. Thanks again for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday. And Mondays, local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes. Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Matt, let's finish up the conversation on the Jets here. We talked about the quarterback position. We talked about Hall and, and and Wilson. Let's get back to Elijah Moore. We both agree that he is uh, he's a he's a trade target or he's a buy yep. in in dynasty leagues. What really went wrong? You know, put put your scout hat back on. What went wrong in twenty twenty two? I think there were some personal issues. I, I don't know if it's a doghouse thing. I mean, we talked about it, or he came out and said he was hoping to get traded. Right. I think some usage things were a little odd. You know, Garrett Wilson was the slot for most of the year, and but maybe that should be Moore's job. I think there's a little bit of redundancy there, and I also think it hurts more that. To no fault of his own, you know, he's always going to be the B. I mean, he's he's never going to be the one there. And I thought that might that gap might be a little closer, to be honest. But I didn't think Wilson was quite as special as he really is. And maybe there's a little jealousy there, too. Like, man, I'm never going to be quite as good as this guy. Yeah. And I, I want that role. But I don't think uh, he's going to be on the trade market or anything like that. I mean, I think he's going to be very much in the mix and see a lot of single coverage and enhanced quarterback play and new coordinator. And it sounds like he was starting to play nice there at the end. Yeah, I, I hope so. His, his prize is certainly much cheaper than it was uh, this time last off season and throughout the off season when we were recommending uh, our listeners to go trade for him. I was trading for him and drafting him myself um, so that, that I own him everywhere. Yeah, I that that yeah. definitely stung. But I'll be continuing to try to get him on my dynasty rosters. Matt, let's move over to the Jets. Uh, the Jets' rival here, the New England Patriots, and of course the Pats have gotten the better of the Jets. Uh, really, for the past twenty years, it feels like mm-hmm. uh, the Pats finish eight and nine, third in the AFC East. Uh, let's run down their roster very quickly. Mac Jones, big. Big uh, disappointment this year. 12.1 fantasy points. Quarterback 33 on a points-per-game basis. Bailey Zappi got a few starts in there when Jones was injured. Zappi averages 10 fantasy points per game. Ramondre Stevenson was this entire offense, basically, this season. Real breakout year for him. I know you were a big fan and still are of Mm -hmm. Stevenson, Matt. Uh, 14.7 fantasy points per game. He was a top 12 running back for the year. And 12 different times gave us uh, RB1 or RB2 performance. Uh, Damian Harris, uh, the the former starter with the Patriots, really just battled injuries for almost the entire season. Never really got his his year on track. And now he enters free agency. I expect uh, New England just to let him walk. 
Another free agent is Jacoby Myers. This is their top wide receiver. This is going to be one to watch this offseason. 13 fantasy points per game, wide receiver 30 on the year. Uh, Finally caught a few touchdowns, uh, which had been kind of uh, his Achilles heel throughout his career. Devontae Parker, they bring over from the Dolphins. He gives them eight fantasy points per game. Kendrick Bourne, five, five and a half uh, Tyquan Thornton, the rookie, looked good in in, in spurts. He he has five fantasy points per game, and Nelson Aguilar four point seven fantasy points per game. Aguilar also a free agent. Um, I mean Myers is is solid. Thornton I I kind of like with some upside, but as always, a lot of work to do on that wide receiver core. Uh, do the Patriots have tight ends Hunter Henry Johnny Smith they spent a ton of money on both of those guys I think I saw the other day that they are due a combined uh, I believe it was 33 million dollars in 2023 yeah. uh, they're paying those two guys uh, Johnny is tough to cut he would be the one you would want to move on from but uh, not an easy contract to get out of and and Henry was the one who played a little bit better uh, but he only gave you six fantasy points per game. So neither one had uh, had a good year this past season. Matt, we could we could start uh, a lot of different places with this Patriots roster, but let's start with the best player from a dynasty standpoint on this team, and it's not even close. It's Ramondre Stevenson. Sure. You loved him going into the year. He was a, a player that you were buying. You were suggesting uh, other people to go out and target when when they could. And he had a breakout year. Go sing, sing your own praises here and, and sing Stevenson's, Stevenson's <laughs> praises too. I think he's incredibly talented. I think he has great balance, really quick feet, acceleration, um, power, runs low, gets behind his pads, understands the NFL at a quick level. He's good in protection. He's a good receiver. Um, so I'm all in. I mean, anyone listens has known that I've been a fan for quite some time, and I like him more and more every time I see him. We just talked Jets, and... I'm not as optimistic about the turnaround in New England, but it's rare for us to do back-to-back teams that I think the team is going to take a big step forward offensively. And I think this team is primed to, and just hear me out, hiring Bill O'Brien this week to me is exactly what I wanted to hear. Like, Mm. I don't want any of these special teams coaches and O-line coaches trying to, you know, offensive coordinate here. They got a real big-time offensive coordinator that's been a head coach, and I bet Belichick says, hey, Bill... You've been around here. Take this offense. I'm going to go mess with the defense. You get Mac straightened out. This is your side of the ball. And I think that's exactly what you want to hear if you're a Mac Jones owner or any of these guys. Um, a couple notes. You mentioned Jacoby Myers. He's a free agent after this year. And by all by the, the looks of this terrible free agent receiver class, he's probably going to be the guy most sought after, which tells me the Patriots are not going to pay him and somebody mm. else is going to overpay him like crazy. Yeah, I've I've already seen some uh, Christian Kirk comps that that maybe it's Jacoby Myers getting that Christian Kirk type deal uh, that surprises everyone on the first day of free agency. So if you own them, keep them, wait till the Bears sign them to too much money, trade them that week, and that opens a spot for somebody else. Maybe that's a rookie, who knows. Maybe they move on from both tight ends. I mean, you mentioned the cap hits are extreme. That experiment didn't work at all. I've seen guys like Mike Mayer mock to them as well. I mean, so, and then the other guy I just wanted to mention too is if this offense does take an uptick, the receiving core needs to hold its own. And that's where my question is, of course. Kendrick Bourne 
isn't a bad football player. And no. you could get him for nothing. You can get him as a throw-in on a deal. If Myers is gone, um, from what I understand, Bourne was late to a meeting in preseason or something, and so they didn't play him all year. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, that, that's you know, all like, it took. That's all it took. <laughs> right, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You make a good point. I mean, certainly Parker, Bourne, Thornton, they're all going to be cheap. And Yeah, um, same with Mac Jones. You know, most likely they're all going to play a role because they do have uh, they do have quite a few other needs on this roster. Uh, I want to go back to Stevenson, finish up the conversation there. Yeah. Um, he he basically kind of had this backfield to himself this year because of Damian Harris's injuries. Do you think that? Do you trust that that will continue moving forward, or do they bring in competition and we go back to more of a committee? We know how running backs go in the open market. Harris could linger out there for a little, and you bring him back, and then Stevenson owners frown. But they drafted two backs next year, obviously with this day in mind. I think they go that route, which is exactly what you want to hear if you're Stevenson. I mean, Pierre Strong could be fine, but they're not nearly in that class. I don't think this becomes a 60-40 split. I think Stevenson's too good and Belichick's too smart. Yeah, that, that is a good point. Um, Pierre Strong, really the name you want to know there. Uh, Kevin mm-hmm. Harris as well. Uh, a couple rookies they drafted last season. Both guys played a little bit. If Damian Harris is gone, both of those become a little bit more important. Mm-hmm. Matt, let's take one more break, and then we'll uh, we'll finish up with the Patriots. Folks, we're super excited here on the Locked On Network because – we just made a deal with the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. I had great success with them this past weekend. I hit the, the Bengals money line to win. I saw that one coming. Felt great. But new customers, you join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money lines to point spreads to players' props. I mean, anything you can imagine, of course. Uh, And then you can combine your bets for a chance at bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Um, All on the apps are safe, secure, and super easy to use. So all you football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, Matt, we're talking New England Patriots right now, a team that was uh, certainly frustrating this year from a a fantasy standpoint. It was really Ramondre Stevenson and and not much else. Uh, We talked about Jacoby Myers and and the disappointing tight ends. Let's get back to to Mac Jones. And do you think the the change at offensive coordinator, and and honestly, it, it just feels surreal that the guy that most people would consider the greatest coach in NFL history would, would turn his offense over to a couple of defensive coordinators. I just, I, I can't believe that actually happened. Um, right. it, it, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel real, but that's, that's what happened. And to the surprise of no one, it did not go very well. Um, 
I don't think they're going to mention that in uh, Belichick's Hall of Fame speech. No, yeah. no. <laughs> Overlook that a little bit. Right. Uh, uh, but is bringing in Bill O'Brien, and, and that's that's been uh, one of the big stories of the week, of course, not a surprise by any means, but, um, but Im- important. Is that going to be enough to make Mac Jones relevant from a fantasy standpoint? Well, you know he's never going to run, so yeah. his ceiling is low, and their receivers aren't going to be Moss and Welker and Gronk and Hernandez yeah. either. Yeah. I mean, so know what you're getting here. I mean, he's a super flex guy. Hopefully, he's the long term starter there. I mean, that he's not out of the woods yet. I think the Bailey Zappi stuff is sort of laughable, but he's at least going to be in the mix and looming. Um, to answer your question, though, Bill O'Brien took the Texans to the playoffs. Before Deshaun Watson, you know, with Fitzpatrick and Schaub and Osweiler, I think. I mean, dudes that I would take below Mac Jones. So, yes, this is exactly what you want to hear if you've been sitting on Mac Jones stock. But just don't think, boy, he's back to being the wonder kid that people thought he was the first eight games of his career or whatever. Because he's not built for fantasy. But are you buying Mac Jones at this this depressed price in, in a super flex league? Absolutely. And we're certainly buying Ramondre Stevenson. You already talked about Jacoby Myers. Wait until he gets that payday, then sell. I agree Mm -hmm. with Matt on that one. Taekwon Thornton, I keep going back to him. I I was really impressed with what I saw from him. It was relatively limited. Uh, He's he's a guy I kind of want to get on more of my roster. So he would be uh, definitely a lower level than, than Myers and Stevenson. But he would be a player I'm targeting uh, late in drafts or uh, as as that throw in in uh, in any dynasty trades I'm pulling off this offseason. I mean, they drafted him higher than most people thought he would go. And right. He didn't do anything really to disappoint. He fought through some injuries. I, I think the worry with him is he's never going to be a 12 target a game type. No, dude. no. Yeah, he's, he, he is kind of what we... Uh, what we expect him to be. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what we saw. That He's that speed guy, the deep guy. Um, and we'll we'll see how well that matches with that new Bill O'Brien offense. That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the Locked On Dynasty channel on YouTube. And remember to follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.